my heart embraced the will of God, my path aligned with His plan. As children of God, we have been given the ability to both obtain and enjoy wealth. Hi, my name is Tamara Hill, creator of Lift Off Your Finances, and I'm so excited to invite you to join this very special weekly program to learn more about your finances. This is not an investment series, nor are we focused on making you feel bad about any financial decisions that you've made until this point. Instead, we'll talk about how you can maximize what God has already placed in your hands. Hello, and welcome back to Lift Off Your Finances. I'm your hostess, Tamara Hill. And today we're going to talk about our final step of the series on starting off this new year, the year transformation. We've talked over the past three weeks, and this is our our final week specifically on that, about how you can really experience transformation in your finances. And so it's one thing just to say, set some New Year's goals, but we're we're people of God. We're, We're not just setting goals. We're believing the vision that God has put into our hearts and trusting him to bring that to pass with our partnership. So we talked about the year of transformation, what that really means. Think of it again in terms of metamorphosis, that permanent transformation. Just like in nature, we see a caterpillar permanently transform into a butterfly and fly. You can do that too. This year can be the year of change for you in your finances and really in every aspect of your life. And so remember, our foundational scripture for this work is Romans 12, 1 through 2. It says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the entire renewal of your mind. And while we're talking about these things in terms of finances, but if your mind is renewed and renewed towards God, renewed towards your faith, you're going to experience transformation every day of your life. And that's really what it means to be a believer. It's not just oh, God has saved me and he's forgiven me for my sins. That's, that's the first part. That's the very beginning of salvation. But every day of your life is a, is a communion with the Lord and growing and evolving. Frankly, into a person you may not recognize, but you know, a better version of yourself, the best version of yourself. Amen. And so this is all connected. So first I want to go back again and talk about a quick recap of where we've come so far. So if you're thinking about this being the year transformation, you do need a vision. What are you working towards? What's your goal? And so most of us kind of have an idea of what we want, but even if you don't know, the first step is to pray. You want to pray and ask God for his wisdom, and you want to pray the desires that you have and share them with him. And so the reason why I said if you're not quite sure what you're believing for in this year transformation, Pray Psalm 37, 4. It says, if we delight ourselves in him, he will give us the desires of our heart. Well, that's really good because we, if you have God's desires in your heart, he really is committed to bringing them to pass. So I like to start there. If you have those desires, write them down and share them with him. And then if you're not quite sure, but you want to be part of this year of transformation, ask God, what should I be believing for? What, what do you have in store for me that I just haven't opened myself up to yet? That's a beautiful prayer and one that he honors. The second thing I just alluded to it is you want to write down the, the vision. This is scriptural again from Habakkuk chapter 2, verses 2 through 3. And it says, write the vision and make it plain on tablets, that he may run who reads it. For the wisdom, excuse me, for the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it will speak and it will not lie. 
Though it tarries, wait for it, because it will surely come. It will not tarry. So you want to write that vision down. I, I mentioned that in the first step, but that way you've kind of documented, this is what I'm trusting God for. Maybe, again, you're saving for that emergency fund. Maybe you're finally paying off some credit card debt. Maybe you're moving towards um, setting up a way to care for your family members without putting them into a nursing home. Whatever it is, write it down. The third thing is you want to really keep that vision in front of you. Habakkuk 2, 2 through 3 tells you the importance of doing that. And just from a practical standpoint, so many things can happen. I can wake up in the morning and say, I'm going to do these three things today and then get into a traffic jam and forget everything I said that morning. (laughs) So it's the same thing with keeping that vision in front of you, especially if this vision takes time. Some visions take a lifetime, to be frankly honest with you. Um, You want to have that vision so that you can stay focused and keep the faith that God is leading you. The fourth thing is you want to have that receiving mindset, meaning that you want to expect to see a change. It's so easy to have the opposite. I know that sounds simple, but if you're not expecting a change, you won't have a change. But if you expect to see something different, you're going to wake up in the morning looking for it. Lord, thank you that this is the year that something good is going to happen to me. Thank you, God, that this is the year where you're going to move my family out of generational poverty into generational wealth. Thank you, God, that this is the year where my career is going to go to a new level. I'm trusting you for the wisdom and the support and the open doors to do that. That's what it means to have that receiving mindset. And then the fifth thing is you want to document your proof points because this keeps you encouraged. Let's say you're the person who's wanting to take care of your um, aging family members, your parents at home. You don't want them to be necessarily in a facility. Well, maybe in that case, you, you just happen to meet someone at the grocery store who's a caregiver, who's a, a believer in God, who's kind and available. Wow, that's a proof point. Even if you're not ready to hire that person just yet to help with your vision, you ran into them. That's not a coincidence. Write that down as a proof point that I'm getting closer to that place. So it's things like this that you want to do, these five practical steps that will help you experience a year of transformation in your life. And for the remainder of this program, we're going to talk about the right mindset that you need, mindsets, plural, to really experience a year of transformation financially and in every aspect of your life. So again, if you're just listening to me, my name is Tamara Hill creator of Lift Off Your Finances, and we're talking about the new year, our vision for the year, the year of transformation. And I I love the new year. It just seems so fresh and exciting, something to look forward to. And I hope you feel the same way too. And sometimes that can be hard, especially if the prior year was difficult. But you know what? Every day we're getting closer to the Lord And the Bible says that the path of the righteous gets brighter and brighter. So it doesn't matter what happened in the rearview mirror. We can trust him for a better day today. And so if you'd like more information about me, Tamara Hill, and Lift Off Your Finances, I highly encourage you to check out my website, myliftoff.net. That's M-Y-L-I-F-T-O-F-F.net. You could also call me at 720-792-LIFE. That's L-I-F-E. Or you can email me at Tamara at MyLiftOff.net. That's T-A-M-A-R-A at MyLiftOff.net. I'm always happy to hear from you. I love it when you all join. And some of you will follow my Instagram or my Facebook or 
just following the shows and you share the word. That's what it takes, all of us coming together. So I thank you for your partnership. So let's move forward um, with thinking about these mindsets that you need to experience transformation. And they're very powerful and they're based in the word of God. So last week we talked about the fears or the mindsets that can stop us. Well, we talked about we don't want to have a mindset of fear of disappointment, fear of sin, fear of unbelief, fear, you know, having that mindset anchored in doubt or this, this feeling of guilt or unworthiness. We don't want those mindsets. And I hope that you took time to really meditate on that and pray and ask God, do I have any of these limiting mindsets? Because the more you move those out the way, the more you can bring in the right mindsets. And that's what we're going to talk about now. So the first thing you want to do is you want to have a liftoff mindset. That's what liftoff is all about. We talk about liftoff your finances, but the liftoff mindset is anchored in faith and hope. And if you have a liftoff mindset, that will lead to transformation in your life. So let's talk about what are these different mindsets that reflect liftoff and that will help us lift off in our financial life, our personal life, every aspect of our lives. So the first tip is to have a faith-based mindset. Remember, liftoff is based on faith. So Hebrews 11.1 1 says, Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things unseen. Well, that's why we need faith. And I love how that's described. It's the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things unseen. Well, most of us can identify with the hope. Like, I hope this comes to pass. I'm believing this is the year of my financial breakthrough. But that evidence of things unseen, I think that's where it can get a little murky for us. Like, if we don't see it, we think that's it. <clears throat> but according to the definition of faith, the things unseen really define the faith. So basically, just because you don't see it, or you don't feel it, or you don't know it, doesn't mean it's not happening. So that's why we want to anchor our mind in faith. Faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things unseen. Knowing that who's in the unseen realm? The Lord, the Lord Jesus, he's there, the Holy Spirit, the Father. They can see what we can't see, and we're with them, and, and we can trust them to lead us in the right way. The second tip is to have a mindset rooted in hope. Remember, we talked about hope being a liftoff mindset. And this scripture that we have to support this is Hebrews chapter 6, verse 19. It says, hope is the anchor for the soul. Wow, we, we want to be anchored in hope, right? Because depending on what your daily habits are, you can be anchored in all kinds of things. I can't tell you how many people I have encountered who willingly admit I am a sarcastic person <laughs> or I have a dark sense of humor. And it's like, why are you anchored in sarcasm and dark humor? <laughs> My guess is because they're exposed to that. If you're listening to, you know, dark podcasts and sarcastic people all the time, well, you're going to be that way too. So we have these anchors in our lives. We don't call them anchors. We usually may think of them as habits. But we want to make sure our anchors are moving us towards our goals, moving us towards God, moving us towards our God-given destiny. So I love Hebrews 6.19 that hope is the anchor for the soul because if I'm anchored in hope, when it comes to believing that this is a year of financial transformation, it's going to be much easier. So how do you stay anchored in hope? Well, again, it goes back to what you're listening to. 
are you listening to um, podcasts and, and radio programs like these? Are you watching ministers on YouTube? Or are you looking at gossip on YouTube? <laughs> are you talking to your friends about the positive and, and, and how somebody overcame? Or are you just sitting down over a beer and talking about how everything goes wrong? So, you know, you want to think about this. We have these anchors in our lives and they're not coincidental. Let hope be our anchor. And the more you build in what you're seeing, what you're watching, what you're talking about, the more you direct that to something positive that's anchored in the word of God, that's founded on his word, the more you're going to develop this anchor for hope in your life. Amen. The third tip is you want to have a gratitude mindset. And, you know, gratitude is such a popular thing. I think that since the pandemic, you always hear people saying, oh, gratitude, practice gratitude, and oh, practice well-being. Well, that's good, but you have a different meaning of this if you're a believer of Jesus Christ, because he is hope, he is gratitude, he is our, mo our model for these things. And so when we look at Jesus in the scriptures, he was a very thankful person. He gave thanks to his father. He prayed to his father. And that's a model for us. So we want to do the same thing. So we want, when I talk about having a gratitude mindset, we want to talk about this in the definition of the Bible. And so in Psalm 37, 4, it says, Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. And you know, an easy way to delight yourself in him is to thank him for his goodness. Even if you're still in a situation that you desire to see change, you can thank him. Let's say you're working for a difficult boss who doesn't want to promote you, doesn't want to reward you economically. You know what? You can still thank God that I, ha that I have a job. And let's go deeper. Lord, I've been withstanding this injustice for a long time. I know it's because you're with me in this situation and you're helping me. I know you're protecting me. Do you hear the gratitude in that? And I'm saying this to you because I've had to live that circumstance before. And so when you have that gratitude, we can be thankful no matter what. And being thankful is very powerful to see in transformation in your finances and in every aspect of your life. You definitely want that gratitude mindset. That's something that's going to help transform your life. The fourth tip is to have a praise mindset. And, you know, the Bible has lots of examples of praise and the power of praise. And so I want to just summarize one of my favorite examples. It's from 2 Chronicles chapter 20. It's a full chapter, but in summary, we see King Jehoshaphat, and he defeated an enemy army. And the way he did it was he put the praisers, the worshipers, the dancers in front of the army. And that sounds crazy, right? You would think at the front, I need to put my biggest, fiercest warriors. But he put the praisers up front. And what the Bible says, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing, is that when they shouted, shouts of praise to the Lord, it confused the enemy armies and they attacked each other. Essentially, King Jehoshaphat's army won the victory without fighting. Wow, that's biblical terms. And we think, oh, that's in the past. But how many times have you been in a situation where you overcame and you didn't have to fight? Think about that. And I bet you have an example I could think of examples from my life where I just thought, you know what, I, I'm afraid that I'm going to lose my job and these people have accused me of, of doing these things, you know, saying that I did something wrong and the Lord vindicated me. Whereas I know this is a mistake. <laughs> she actually did this right. 
So this is why we want to praise God and thank him as he fights our battles. How many of us have been protected from being in accidents or sickness? I also see this as the Lord going before us and fighting for us. So we want to praise him. We want to give him um, our gratitude. We want to just speak about who he is, not who we are, but who he is. So I think about during this um, coronavirus pandemic that God, I thank you that you're bigger than coronavirus and that you're bigger than any sickness that's trying to stop me. And so, Lord, I just give you the praise because you're so much greater. This is what I mean by saying give him praise. You know, even if you're struggling with the thankfulness, you can give him praise and say, I want to be thankful, but I need you, God, because I need help here. But I know you can do it. When you're saying that, you're praising him. So you want to do that. The other thing I want to share with you about um, praise, another example, was similar in Joshua chapter 6, verses 1 through 20. And this is where um, the army surrounded the walls of Jericho. They marched around it and let out a shout of praise, and the walls shattered. This again shows how praise can break down walls and barriers. Now, in that example in the Bible, it was a literal wall. But what about these spiritual walls? You know, do you feel like every time I try to get ahead, something holds me back? Or every time I try to take one step forward, I take two steps back. I think that's how people say it. Or, you know, I'm just stressed out. Every time I encounter this type of situation, I shut down. Well, we want to praise and break down any walls. Remember, there's an unseen realm, and that's where the Lord lives. We want to trust him and just pray, God, praise him and say, Lord, thank you that what I can't see you're protecting me from and you're safely leading me through. In Jesus' name, amen. And then my fifth tip is that you want to have, uh, this is a bonus mindset, is that as you believe in God for transformation, be open to a new mindset about giving. And giving, I talk about it here all the time in terms of tithing, like tithes and offerings, and just giving in general, giving your heart, giving to your neighbor, giving to your family, giving to the community, that all matters. Now, we're talking about finances, so I'm going to narrow it down in this example. So let's talk about, again, this is a, a very common scripture about tithing, Malachi chapter 3, verses 10 through 11, where the Bible talks about God opening up the windows of heaven and pouring out a blessing that cannot be contained. And I love the second part of that section is that he rebukes the devourer for our sake. If you're a tither or thinking about tithing, you want to hold on to that. Because let me tell you, we think of the windows of heaven sometimes very specifically. For me, I thought, oh, the windows of heaven will be more money. Well, I was a dedicated tither for 12 years before I ever saw any financial increase significantly. That's a long time. But let me tell you, that second part of that verse where it says that he'll rebuke the devourer, I can name list and list of examples of how he did that in my life. I don't doubt that he was doing the first thing. You know, I just had a narrow view of what that meant. But he certainly did do the second with rebuking a devourer. What is the devourer? That can be a lot of things. It can be the devourer of our health, the devourer of our joy, devourer of our ability to believe these these mindsets and that this can be the year of transformation. Whatever is trying to take something away from you or stop you, we know that doesn't come from God. That's the enemy. We want to believe him. So that's why if you have an open mindset about giving, particularly tithing, that is beneficial for you if you want to see transformation in your financial life. 
The next example is from um, Proverbs chapter 3, verses 9 through 10. It says, Honor the Lord with your wealth and the first fruits of your increase, so your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats overflowing with new wine. Well, to me, that does speak very, very, very clearly about finances. It doesn't say when that's going to happen, but it says that it will happen. So if you have an open mindset, maybe you are a tither and you just think, is this benefiting me? Does anybody care? Well, the Lord cares and your local church cares because that's how we finance the local church. That's how the local church is able to share resources with the community. But you know what? What if you also just feel like I'm I'm thinking about it, but I'm not sure. Well, hopefully this encourages you because you're believing God for financial transformation. If you're doing what pleases him and giving is an act of worship and it is pleasing to the Lord, you can really feel confident that you're going to bring that transformation to life. But I think my main point with this and throughout this entire series is that we want to be open to how God wants to bring any of these things to pass. And so I think a a simple way to say it is leave room for the unexpected. So we started with a vision. We believe in God. We talked about the steps to really see that vision come to pass. We've talked about everything being leading to a year of transformation. But to do that, really, you're, you're holding that vision in your hand, but you're not squeezing your hand into a fist. You have it open. Lord, I'm trusting you with this vision. I'm trusting you with these dreams. I'm trusting you with these goals. But ultimately, however you want to do it. And I say that because sometimes we can get stuck into this must happen by the end of these 12 months. And a lot of things God probably will do. But what if there's something that he's going to take a little time with? It's not because he's angry with you. It's not because you've done something wrong. But we develop a lot of times in the waiting. And that's not easy. But that's part of our growth that matures us as a Christian and helps develop our character. And that's so important. So I hope that these different tips have helped you to know what the right mindsets are. Again, we want to have a mindset based in faith. We want to have a mindset that's rooted in hope. We want to have uh, that gratitude mindset, that thankfulness. We want to have a praise mindset. I mean, wow, praise can change the atmosphere. Even if you're at home having a gloomy day, put on some praise music. Just start thanking God one by one for the different things he's done in your life. I guarantee your mood will change. That's just the power of God. And then, of course, you want to have an open mindset about tithing and giving. Maybe you've never done that before. Let this year be the year you said, I'm going to take a step. You said, God, in Malachi 3, 10 through 11, that I could test you. You don't tell. And then earlier it says, don't test God. (laughs) Don't put God to the test. But you said, we can test you in this area. Maybe you say, this year I'm going to test you and just see what happens. And I, I really do believe that by the end of the year, you will see something. But again, keep an open mind about what that will be. And so we're coming to the end of this uh, segment of Lift Off Your Finances. And as always, we always want to pray. So Lord Jesus, thank you. Thank you so much for this time together and letting us go through these past four weeks to just really think about this year of transformation and how we can experience that in a very real and practical way. I thank you, God, that you're not just this abstract concept. You share your word with us, and you give us examples through the Bible of how to live it. I thank you, Lord, that you have blessed me to experience a lot of these things and really share some personal examples that I pray will help people. 
But more than anything, Lord, we just pray that this word and these messages will draw people to you because you are transformation. You are victory. You are hope. You are forgiveness. You are grace. Everything is in you. And so the closer we are to you, the more we believe in you, God, the more we will experience transformation financially and in every aspect of our lives, every day of our life. Every day with you is a transformation, whether we realize it or not. So thank you, Lord Jesus. So with that said, I thank you so much. And over these next few weeks, I really want to get back to the basics. It's only been a few weeks into the new year, but let me know that based on some of the questions I've received, you want to hear about some of those things. Some things like, how do I navigate insurance, health insurance, auto insurance? We all have to have that, but wow, they make it so complicated, don't they? So we want to talk about that. We want to talk about your financial ecosystem. And yes, we have a financial ecosystem. It starts with God. Your financial ecosystem is not your job. (laughs) That's a piece of it, but it's not the whole ecosystem. So we want to talk about that. We want to talk about how to really just transform into a savings mindset because a lot of people still feel like I can't save. And that's a real thing. I know I was there for many, many years. So we definitely want to make sure that we have the right mindset, the right tips, and those practical, real, everyday issues that we all face. We're going to talk about that for the rest of the the next several weeks here on Lift Off Your Finances. So I look forward to you all uh, tuning in. One thing I want to talk to you about, too, that we'll elaborate on in future weeks is supporting this program. So far, this has been a self-supported program, and I feel honored to do that. But I want you to join me. There's only so much I can do, but the more you all share your uh, your donations to this uh, ministry, the more we can do, the more programs, the more TV programs, the more stations we can air this content on. And so please check out my website, myliftoff.net for more information. I'd love to partner with you. You can also call me at 720-792-LIFE. That's 720-792-LIFE. Thank you and God bless you.